Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is the Lois J. Wetzel Show, and I am your host and executive producer, Lois Wetzel, coming to you live this morning from Houston, Texas at 9 o'clock a.m. Central Time. I want to remind you to register for Blog Talk Radio. It's free, and if you do, you can rate my show, mark it as a favorite, or get reminders of upcoming shows. My call-in number is 347-945-5309. In telephone, or you can call us using Skype. If you have a comment to make or a question, you can hit the number 1, and I'll know that you're interested in speaking. I want to remind you that I offer a free email newsletter about metaphysics, spirituality, all the changes we're going through at at this time on the planet. I've been sending out this free newsletter for about 12 years, and to sign up for that, you would go to hotpinklotus.com. I do not share email addresses with anyone because your privacy is important. We have a great show for you today. Very unusual show. We're not going to be interviewing anybody who's made a movie or written a book. We're going to be interviewing some very interesting people on the spiritual path who are also maintaining balance with a regular life, whatever regular means to them. Uh, The first person I've chosen to interview today is a man named William, and he is in New York, and I've been really impressed with the kinds of... um, posts I'm seeing on Facebook. So we're going to open the line. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Hi, and your full name is? William Herbert. 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 Okay. Yeah. Two first names. Two first names. Hmm. (laughs) Like Anne Margaret, huh? (laughs) Yeah. They say you're not supposed to trust anyone with two first names, but I guess I'm I'm an exception to the rule. I hope. Okay. Okay. So tell me. I've noticed you've got a lot of really uh, intense spiritual things that you focus on almost exclusively on uh, Facebook. And I am curious as to, and you have a lot of followers, friends, in the thousands. And I'm wondering how it was that you first got started on your spiritual path. Everybody's got a different story. I'm interested in hearing yours. Well, uh... Uh, let's see. I th- I think uh, it started when I was when I was in my teens. Um, I'd say eighteen, nineteen. Um, I lived in Manhattan um, at that time. I, I lived upstate New York in a small um, community. Um, you know, it's all apple orchards and you know, small school. I think our whole school had four hundred children in it in our high. And uh, I moved to Manhattan. I was into the, uh, I used to love to dance. I mean, dancing, it was 1978. And uh, disco was in, uh, Studio 54 was down in Manhattan. Um, it was that kind of scene that I, I was gravitated to. A lot of, I liked rock and roll music. And um, I, I got right in the midst of it. I worked for a photographer who made album covers for all the, uh, my favorite um, bands. I, I just fell into it. Um, worked with him for two years, and uh, I lived down there, um, seventy-eight to nineteen eighty. And um, it was. I worked quite a bit. I stayed up uh, quite a bit, um, working and and going out and in the clubs. And I, I believe. The energy down there at the time was um, was very unique. I mean, New York City in the uh, uh, late seventies, early eighties was uh, was very high intensity. Well, it still is probably, but not as much. And I I believe um, you. I just like caught something. It's like a uh, uh, my mind was open to any possibilities. And I, I I tapped into some kind of energy down there, 
And uh, I'm not sure if it was a good energy or or good or bad, but it was it was um, a force that um, that I was experimenting with. Um, I don't know if it would be a cult or I, know, I just wanted to, to experience anything in uh, esoteric. Uh, um, what would you say? Any anything that involved the spirit. So um, I can't move. To, uh, what happened was I. Uh, it was, I think I think it's called a shamanistic experience. And what happened was um, I had to get out of there. I, I moved back home. Uh, people thought I was uh, like burned out, or or or. In a, but now I realize I was on my way to this uh, into this experience of of shamanism. I, mm-hmm. I believe. And um, from there, I, I moved home. I had to uh, really relax, and I sort of got away from it. Because when you're told, when your parents are telling you that, hey, you know, this is not real, and, you know, you can't do these things, or something's wrong with you, and um, you start to believe it. You know, okay, maybe they are right. Maybe this is, you know, not a good thing, or what I'm pursuing, or something's wrong with me, or too much drugs, or whatever they what they were trying to tell me. But now I realize that's wrong. Um, I, I I I wound up that was I was I was like twenty, and I wound up uh, uh, a few years. I went to school, college up here. I went to school in Manhattan also for a little bit. I went to school for art history at the New School. So um, I kind of got away from it. I what I did was got, get married at twenty. Well, I didn't get married at twenty four, but I, I I stayed up here and uh, I got a job for the railroad, a railroad here. Um, because my father worked for, and I and I didn't pursue my artistic uh, career because the money was better. So at 24 years old, I worked for the railroad and uh, just kind of got lost there in the material world, I guess you'd say. Um, I got married at what 30, and uh, had two beautiful children. My children are 16. My son William and my daughter Kayla is uh, 19 this year. And I and I think just for like um, I'd say ten fifteen years I was just lost. I go to work, come home, um, spend time with my children. It's not a lost existence, but it's spiritually disconnected, totally mm-hmm. spiritually disconnected. Um, um, my wife, my ex-wife, um, was not. Um, I don't know if you call it narcissistic personality. Um, but she was, um, yeah, it's, that's what it is. I hate to say it. I'm, well, uh, let's I, not I, talk I, I, about the ex-wife. Let's talk about the right. spiritual path. So how right, did right, you get right. back involved in right, it? Right, right. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, from having from oh, this is perfect. I mean, because I um, from having her in my life, um, it's perfect. It was my my mom is uh, my mother's uh, personality is like that. So what I'm just trying to get at is to have these these series of events. That that you need to go through, like have a relationship like that, learn from it, um, being sort of so the the path is, is, is you get there from from being um, um, uh, I don't know like like lost you I, you get so far down in a uh, in pain for me. What happened was I got divorced and I didn't see my children for two years, and the pain was excruciating. Um, from from not seeing them, that I snapped in, in, into a uh, into this realm of, uh, of 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 prayer and 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 hope and it, it was like a, a snap, like a release. Mm-hmm. So my, my release was um, was the pain of not seeing my children and coming home at night and 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 crying. Um, on, on my bed, and, and finally, I just it just it just uh, broke me into into uh, into this broke beautiful. You open, maybe could it have? Yeah, it bro- broke me into this beautiful um, awareness of mm-hmm. everything's going to be fine. Um, uh, uh, pursue, you know, pursue what I was pursuing before. It was like a um, a beautiful experience. I mean, instead of getting cancer or. Or because I've been in many car accidents and 
um, near-death experiences before. I mean, that didn't wake me up. The pain of not seeing my children brought me into a spiritual existence and, and really but know. What happens is that people get squashed so hard by life right. that that they're being compressed to the point that they break open so that they right. can receive the spirit back in. Right, so that that's exactly. Like that's, what that's perfect analogy. I, I didn't. That, that, thank you so much for for uh, saying that because that's, that's exactly what happened to me, and um, it's it was beautiful. I mean, it, yeah, sometimes it's an automobile accident, or one of my one of my friends who's a medium was uh, riding in the rodeo, and her horse tripped and landed on top of her, and she went to the hospital and. Um, when she woke up from her short coma, she was totally and completely psychic. So life has its way, uh, spirit has its ways of getting to us. And I think the way you experience this compression is one of the ways that it's like hitting bottom. Are you there, William? I, I think he may be calling from a cell phone and we've lost him. William? Okay. Well... Uh, maybe he can call back in. I'm going to um, mention that, again, there are many ways that life can press us into a situation where we open up and, and go back onto our spiritual path or start the spiritual path. Um, and there's another person I wanted to talk to today, and that's Helen. And she's in Oregon. I'm going to open the line to Helen. And um, good morning, Helen. How are you? Good morning, Lois. Good. Hi. It's early, but uh, it after after Sunday, this will be the new uh, this will be the new eight. <laughs> so it's seven here. It'll be the new eight on Sunday, so it's okay. Uh, yes. So we were talking on email this morning about how you wanted to um, do a meditation for the people of Japan and for anybody who may be affected by tsunamis. And there have been many countries that have been alerted about that. And so, uh, do you want to lead that meditation, or was that a suggestion for me to do that? Or what? I think it'd be really cool if you did it. Do you do that? Yes, I, that's part of what I like to do. So that would be okay. really neat. You I can just, start with um, that, and then you well, can tell us okay, your story but, of how you got on the spiritual path. How would that be? Um, let's see if I can do that. Um, I. Um, do you want to do the meditation first? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out how to do that first. Let me just say a couple of remarks, and then I will I will okay. do I will begin. Um, I um, the events. I guess I just wanted to say that we've okay the ninth wave of unity consciousness according to the Mayan calendar has begun and it has begun with the literal wave uh in the world of water and and great change and I don't really want to say destruction but it's destroying old stuff and and affecting a whole bunch of people and um that's part of what this new time is about and and in the new time that we're now in it doesn't even matter where we came from or what we've been doing as much as it matters how we deal with what's on our plate today with kind of a newer understanding of of how it all fits because in the old paradigm that we've been living up until now um things made sense and we got trained in how to think about things in a certain way and what this beginning time is all about now is thinking from a different space, in fact, living and being from our hearts instead of our heads and and coming together in all kinds of ways, which your radio program provides a way to create a community in this moment right now with all the people that are listening, that we can come together in this way and and say, uh, send a prayer request. Um, and this is this is how we're doing it differently. So 
with that, <clears throat> I would just like to do this. Um, ask people that are listening to open your heart and close your eyes and take a deep breath and know that you are surrounded with love and light, that all of us are, that our planet is surrounded with love and light. And there are great abilities that we have with our intention to make change, to create miracles, and that beyond us there are guides and angels. The great spirit is with us. The spirit of Gaia is with us. And that we can work with these entities, these angels, this light that surrounds us for the for the benefit of others and ourselves. And so we ask the great spirit and the great light that is all around us to come to the aid and to the comfort of all who have been impacted and who may still be impacted by the great wave that travels through the ocean, by the big uh, upheaval of land in Japan and also in New Zealand who has just gone through a great upheaval of its own and all else on the earth where earth changes may come in in coming days. This is not for us to be afraid. This is us for t- to know that the process is happening and unfolding perfectly and we'll be guided to care for one another and to come out of it just fine. There will be people that choose to leave and we ask a blessing on them and there will be people that choose to stay. And those of us staying, we've got lots to do and it's an opportunity. And the more we can be in this in love and not in fear, the better off we'll all be. And so, Great Spirit, come to our aid. We request the most benevolent outcome for all the people involved, for the land, for the earth herself, so there may be healing and renewal and new understanding and a consciousness that is unified, that is love and light. And as we ask, we know that it is given, and we are so grateful. Thank you. Thank you, Helen. That was absolutely beautiful. And it is so important, as you mentioned, for people not to get into fear. Um, And there's a certain element that does do that, that kind of moves into that in times of distress such as this. And that's our challenge in this day and age is to maintain calm and peace and an open heart because our consciousness matters. The consciousness of lots of people focused together it's been proven repeatedly that that changes the world. James Twyman did a lot of studies um, showing that. That's been proven empirically. Yes. So how did you get to be such a wise woman? How was your spiritual path <laughs> unfolded, Missy? <laughs> Let me say this. I met Helen at this um, at a gathering, uh, Earthkeeper gathering in at Mount Shasta, actually, Stuart Mineral Springs. She had a teepee near where I was camped, and we were there at one of James Tiburon's events. So, again, how did you get to be so wise? Well, that was a that was a great workshop. Of it was one of many along my my as a friend said yesterday, bumbling path of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was really cool was that um, at that at that workshop where I met you, Lois, that Carol Gailey at that workshop, another very wise woman, said to me, I mean, I was <clears throat> emoting out the wazoo at that thing, like just like weeping a lot and having lots of like, oh, I can't deal with all my feelings. Well, Carol goes, have you ever um, considered that you are an empath? 
And you thought they were all your feelings. At age 56, I'm like, what? So, you know, some things you don't, you don't find out right away. Um, no. I, I have since gone on to confirm, yes, I'm an emotional and an environmental empath. And it's like, well, duh, that makes so much sense. I'm so glad to finally know. But I didn't know. Um, I just uh, always was struggling with um, way too much emotion and told all my life, you're too sensitive, just just stop. You know, people would say, well, just stop being so sensitive. Like, well, yeah, you know, like, if I could, if I knew how, give me a break. So, yeah, my mother always <laughs> used to say to me, don't feel like that. And I'm going, huh? How do I control yeah. how I feel? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, they're just feeling. Um, yeah. And there is Except. a place to go to acknowledge the feeling and and respond and choose a different response. Um, what I've learned in 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 many in many different um, traditions is that we very much are at choice in how we uh, how we respond to any to any feeling to any situation to what somebody says we always have a choice how to respond it doesn't mean that our egoic pain body is going to uh, if that's what's triggered there's going to be kind of a, a crazy response but with consciousness which is what we've got going on now increasing exponentially for everyone around the planet a sense of awareness of self that is not the personality, that is not the feelings, that is not the reaction. We have a choice to to live and be from that space. And, okay, anyway, I can only talk about myself because that sounds like lecturing and I don't want to lecture. So um, I grew up a Presbyterian and a sensitive kid and was always weird. And in high school I tried to tell my parents that this time, you know, the things are going to really change on the planet. And they said, oh, people have always said the earth will end and it never ends. And I'm like, well, no, it's not about ending. But it's anyway, they didn't believe me. And um, I did like your first, like your first guest, um, my spiritual path was motivated a lot by being in intense personal pain. Um, and by the time I was just past college, uh, in the early 80s, I became a Sufi because I, uh, growing up in a, in a Presbyterian church, I was like, okay, well, I love Jesus and Christianity is good, but what about all these other religions and, you know, how, 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 where do they fit in? So I thought, well, all, all religions should be valid, right? So I, I was talking with a friend and thought, well, God, I'm going to have to invent a church because this church that I'm in is wide enough to encompass my kind of understanding of what God is. And um, then I and he said, well, you should check out the Sufis. <laughs> and the Sufis, it's a branch of Islam, but it also, as a philosophy, acknowledges all paths to God. And so I'm like, oh, what a relief. I don't have to reinvent the wheel. So um, after I moved to Oregon in 83, I got initiated in the Sufi order and I hung out with the Sufis and and, um, that was really good and went on from there to study a whole bunch of different traditions because that was part of what it meant to me to be a Sufi. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I want to interject something here, Helen. Uh, Mystics feel this way as well. Someone who um, is born a mystic, given you know whatever their past lives were, they all they come to the conclusion at a very early age that no religion is any more valid than any other, and they embrace all religions. But what they really want is a direct connection to God. Oh yeah, exactly. That's mysticism, you know. Oh yeah, which well, I think is what you're describing. Yeah, well, and I and I have and I did cultivate that and I have had many um, great uh, what you what I call woo-woo experiences <laughs> mm-hmm. 
you know, and let's remember, God has a really good sense of humor. I <laughs> That was one of the first things that I, I really liked about the Sufis is that they were always joking and they would they would take a lot of things not at all seriously. And I was sort of appalled at that. It's like, oh, we're spiritual. We should be serious. And, and it's like, <laughs> um, no. And, and so the more comfortable I've become in, in my skin and in my, in my being, the more I'm like, oh yeah, we, it, the, what they say about the angels, um, um, taking themselves lightly. It's, it's all true, and and as Steve Rother teaches, we are all human angels, and we're here to help one another. And mm-hmm. bleh. so yeah, um, my guys have got a raucous sense of humor. When I'm getting a little too heavy, they'll make me mishear <laughs> something so that I crack up laughing, or I'll see something out of the corner of my eye, especially when I'm driving. I'll see a billboard, and it'll say something really raunchy or hilarious. And I'll crack up laughing and do a double take, and it's not what it said at all. So I know that that's my guides trying to get me to lighten up. Oh, yeah. It makes a big difference. Well, it comes back to that conscious choice thing. It's like this is the planet of free will. Mm-hmm. My understanding from <clears throat> from other teachers and from my own guidance, because I do channel occasionally, um, is that um, we are creating our world as we take the next step, as we take the next breath, we're creating it. So it matters what intentions we hold in our minds and our hearts, and it matters that we breathe consciously, even though when I first heard about that from Steve Rother, I thought, oh, my God, I don't want to have to be aware of every breath. There's a reason that it's an automatic system in my body. And... uh, (laughs) I feel that way about thoughts. When I first heard you're supposed to to monitor all your thoughts, I went, that's impossible. They're moving too fast. They're just spontaneous. But uh, the older I get, the more I realize that is important, and you do have to do it. Well, yeah, and it's those, because it's those subconscious ones that smack you around. (laughs) Yeah, and then you manifest something you didn't want and didn't even know you were doing. Oh, yeah. Ooh, we ought to do a whole other show on manifesting if you haven't already. Oh, that would be really let's fun. Let's do. Let's do. Let's plan to do one on manifesting. I've I think got that's great manifesting good. stories. So, um, uh, um, back to this um, event that's just happened. I just not only was the ninth of March the beginning of the ninth wave of the Mayan calendar, and there's a bunch of good stuff on the internet about the Mayan calendar and um, you've talked about Calaman before and people can go to your site and read his articles about it. Um, Also, the astrologers are all speaking and you may have an astrologer on the show to talk about this, but today, the 11th, is the, the transition of the planet Uranus into Aries, I believe, mm-hmm. and I'm not an astrologer. Right. Um, and but that also, uh, which which is it was the 11th in Japan when this when this earthquake and tsunami began, and Uranus is the planet of sudden change, and it's like mm-hmm. tower card, you know, it's like electricity, okay, that sort of thing. So here we go. I mean, it began, and oh, and there's been revolution. All these it's also there, the planet right? of revolution. Oh, solar flares. Seventy-two yep. hours later, stuff happened. So, and also, and we have our own internal, like, emotional tsunamis going on as a result of these things too. So, there's paying attention to the planet, and you know what? What really matters me at this point is not my story or how I got to be here because the rules are all differing now anyway. It's sort of like if someone is just coming to their spiritual understanding or waking up consciously, what matters is what you do with it for in this moment and, and then in the next moment. But mm-hmm. there, you don't have to have any 
training as much as an an intention to an open and willingness. Yes, that's it. To to use your choices and the feelings in your heart to create the world we want to create, and that's and that's our opportunity here. It's like, well, things haven't been so good in a lot of places, and the Egyptians said, you know what, we're not taking it anymore, and let's do it different. And we all have that kind of power within ourselves to to say, okay, let's make the world better. Let's let's choose new choices for how we're going to interact with each other, how we're going to take care of our planet, how we're going to communicate with not only the planet but with each other, with off-world beings who may show up soon, with God. Mm-hmm. With the all that is, which encompasses every bit of that. Excellent. Thank you for calling in and talking to us and doing that beautiful, beautiful meditation. I'm going to open the line now to Becky, who is my co-host, and see what she has to say. Are you going to come back on this show sometime and and talk about more stuff? Oh, yeah. Thanks a lot, Lois. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. I want you to come back and and talk some more. You're really wise. (laughs) Okay? Thank you. You too. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Becky. Good morning. Good morning. So I seem to recall your start on the spiritual path had to do with, if I remember correctly, that you were at a cryon meeting. Is that true? Um, I heard about cryon through um, A Course in Miracles and um, read parables of cryon um so my spiritual path actually gosh i don't know i was raised methodist and was always very active in vacation bible school and loved singing (laughs) so was i (laughs) story you know i loved memorizing you know the parables and book you know bible passages and i thought jesus was really cool being able to walk on water and feed the masses so I oh I you know I I had um a strong knowledge of the Bible and Bible stories and vacation Bible school and all of that but it wasn't until I got into the Course in Miracles that I entertained the idea of reincarnation that things are not always what they seem and um once I read the parables of Cryon then I was hooked How did so, you get yeah. into the Course in Miracles from the Methodist Church were they teaching um, it there? Well, I would, this was back in 96. So even though I was raised Methodist, I kind of fell out from going to church, like through college and working and all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't until I actually heard about the Course in Miracles, I went to the library and checked the book out, and then it didn't make any sense. Yeah, And I thought, does. well, what's... What's the big buzz about this? And then I found a local group at a community church and decided to attend um, a couple of meetings. And once I did, I really liked the fellowship, and I was confused by what they said, but I was very curious. Mm -hmm. And then through discussions, you know, everybody's reading everything else. That's how I heard about Carolyn Mace. That's how I heard about... Um, actually, Tony Robbins and Wayne Dyer and NLP and just thinking differently. So for you, it was a very gradual process. There wasn't any big Shazam slam, knock you up against the wall, break you open. It was a gradual. (laughs) No. No, it was a very gradual process, and I realized that if it hadn't have been for The Course in Miracles, I wouldn't have been open to cry on. I wouldn't have been open to the group. I would, mm-hmm. you know, Steve Rother and the group. I wouldn't have been open to any channeled material whatsoever. The course was written a lot like the Bible, and being um, and oh, it English, is, isn't it? Yeah, it's very, it's prose. It's iambic pentameter. It's, you know, it's the old English teacher. I recognized how beautifully written that it was, 
And I appreciated that very much, but it was so similar to the Bible, it was just a natural segue. Yeah. But the thoughts were radical, um, you know, at the time. I mean, this chair does not exist. Well, yeah, it does. I'm sitting in it. Well, it only (laughs) exists because we have this common frame of reference in what we call a chair. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yes, it was a very gradual opening, but once I was hooked, I'm still searching and looking and, you know, breeding and all that good stuff. Yeah, mine was more like that. the first gentleman, William Herbert, who, by the way, if anybody wants to follow him on Facebook, I highly recommend it, William Herbert. He posts all kinds of awesome things on there. Um, But mine was more like I started reading some things and so on and, what happened was that the difference between who I was on the inside and how I was expressing out in the world got to be too too great a discordance, and I just kind of got squashed <laughs> until I broke open. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. There's there have been some events in my life that I, if I hadn't um, had the course and some of the spiritual background, I believe would have crushed me. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, that's what got me through. Mm-hmm. So, very interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty boring when it comes to the unfolding spiritual path. I wish I could say I had these. <laughs> hey, I know, know a lot of people who would much rather have had your experience. <laughs> Than the one, some of the ones the rest of us have had. Which yeah, it was uh, actually very benevolent, very benevolent. Um, but it did cause a great gnashing of teeth with my mother, whom you know I still can't speak about this stuff around her, and that's okay. She has her own belief and her own path, and she's the one that actually taught me a lot about faith and trust. So. Mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for her influence. She's been my greatest teacher, actually. Huh. So. Excellent. Well, you yeah. know who I'm going to call because he didn't call in and I want to talk to him. I think he may have thought I was going to call him as Bruce. Oh, yes, Gentle Bear. Yes. So I'm going to put you on mute. And okay. Unless you have something else you want to say? Nope. And call. Love your show. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to call Bruce, ask him to tell us his story. Let's see if he's there. It's a work day. We'll see if Bruce can talk. Hey, Bruce, it's Lois calling you from the radio show. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. How about yourself? Pretty good. Well, Bruce, you're a very interesting guy who's very involved, again, with Earthkeeper and Tiburon and obviously on a spiritual path. And I was hoping you would tell the people listening to this show about how that all got started for you. Did you grow Were you raised by metaphysicians, or was this something else that's happened to you gradually or suddenly or... What's your story? Um, let's see. Kind of suddenly, I uh, um, went to a uh, one of uh, Michael Harner's beginning uh, course of shamanism classes uh, with my brother. He studied with Harner himself. Uh, not, one of his his uh, not directly. It's one of his. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, people that trained with him, his yeah. program. Anyway. Um, it was uh, really, it was about six months after I uh, was out of a terrible marriage, and it was major healing for me. Um, during that class, I did several journeys. Well, that's what the beginning class is about, is learning how to journey, mm-hmm. and was really opened up to uh, spirit at that time. Um I uh, am real visual with my spiritualism, and I was uh, 
seeing all kinds of and hearing all kinds of things interacting with divas and angels and uh, power animals and it was uh, quite a bit all at once. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, that's, that's a real interesting coincidence with my life. That I was on the spiritual path enough that I knew I needed to get out of my marriage because it was intolerable. He wouldn't even. He was very, very negative about the whole thing. And so um, one of the first things I did after I got divorced was go take basic shamanism from Sandra Ingerman, who was trained by by Michael Harner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. I mean, that quite a point. Right after I got divorced, just like you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, so much was happening. I uh, went decided to go for more training. I took a... Uh, Peruvian shamanism uh, medicine wheel apprenticeship uh, from a shaman in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, Lee Helsecker. Anyway, uh, that uh, really helped me, um, helped provide a whole lot of uh, structure for the experiences I was having. It gave me a good uh, worldview to uh, appreciate what's been happening (laughs) to me. So for you, the spiritual path has been mostly about shamanism. Is that right? Uh, that's where it started, right? Yeah. But it's it's uh, I mean that's the form that uh, is here on the planet for dealing with the spirit world, um, and has every culture's had shaman, and uh, it's uh, it's like a, a process that's already set up and validated and used by every culture on the planet, <laughs> you know, it's like... Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of things that are existing as religions now, or even medical practices, started as shamanism. I was very surprised when I began studying by reading about medical Qigong, which yeah. is something now acupuncturists are just crazy to learn, but medical Qigong used to be Chinese shamanism. Oh, I suppose. It, it is, it is, because that's, I mean, the books, the texts I read from medical Qigong teachings... So uh-huh. yeah, this is how it started. Oh, cool! But that, yeah, the uh, only medical qigong I know I've learned from you. <laughs> so, uh. Well, yeah, and I don't know that that uh, I mentioned in the classes um, that it used to be shamanism. So that's how come Ankanash, the Ankanash have said that Edina is shamanism for the 21st century because we're we're making full circle back to uh, a form of shamanism that is now being called medical qigong, and it's. Uh, incorporated into Adina. So Wow, cool. Um I was just talking with Becky and before that with Helen. I think you know both of them. Uh-huh. Becky Hanna and Helen Busenberg. Yeah. So sure. um so there are ways in which you help others too, right? On the spiritual path. I'm sorry, what now? The, there are uh, ways in which you use what you do to help other people, aren't there? I mean Oh, you heal people? Uh, yeah, try to. Uh, there's. You got a day job, and then you also work with people, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, do. Uh, let's see. I attend a lot of seminars and work with light workers there. Um, mostly in in this time of uh, we're dealing with. Uh, um, Entities and the energy body is, is what I call it. So that people have other names, but that's a, a real common thing for light workers to uh, uh, come up with because things are changing so fast. Where uh, ours are rebuilding half the time to hold more energy, and with all mm-hmm. the increased energy coming in, and we're not pr- protected a lot. Um, in other words, they get fractured, and things yeah. get in. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, and that's, so you uh, work with healing that when you go to these yeah. seminars and meet other light workers. You help them healing with healing something that's pretty not even very well known right now. And right, the, the aura is expanding and growing to hold more light and getting fractured, and sometimes things leak out and sometimes things get in. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's a uh, um. Just a sort of an out of balance thing. It's not. It doesn't really. Uh, with the help of Archangel Michael, it's very easy to correct the situation uh, and uh, send the 
the uh, thought forms or the entities back to their own universe because they're really here by mistake, the vast majority of them anyway. Uh-huh. Um, so they're do happy do to go. Healings, Bruce, Big do, part? do you do remote healings or distant healings for people? Oh, yeah. Okay. So can we give out your website? Um, I do. Um, yeah, Song of Sirius, S-I-R-I-U-S dot com. Yeah. If they want to get in touch with you. That's uh, yeah. They can find my email address there. Okay. Cool. So, what kinds of healing techniques do you use? Um, let's see. Remote, I usually use uh, Adina and uh, Reiki. Uh, it, it depends on the problem, of course. Um, and I also use uh, shamanic techniques uh, for dealing with uh, old trauma helping uh, release old trauma out of the energy body. Um, those, those are the main things I do long distance. And uh, get uh, entities released with Archangel Michael. So, so and that's a technique everyone should learn because it's real easy. It's mostly mm-hmm. uh, being aware that there's something there that they need to release is probably half the battle. It's a, yeah. Seriously, half the battle. Um, so, but you have a day job and you do computers, right? Yeah, that's right. So that I mentioned that because there are a lot of people who think, you know, I I can't be a healer because I've got to go to work as a fundraiser for the symphony or as whatever it is they do for their day job. Oh, sure. And the people at the day job don't necessarily have to know what it is we do um, in the spiritual community. Right. There's uh, I uh my office is in the uh, public health department here in Ashland County. Um in Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But Go there's ahead. there's maybe three or four people who uh know what what kind of things I do on my, for hobbies. <laughs> when I'm not working anyway. But uh Yeah, you can I'll, call yeah. it a hobby, but I think it's more than that. Yeah, I'm just joking. <laughs> Um, the uh, I think also that uh, just being in contact with people from a, a different vibration level is also, you know, it's beneficial as well. You know, just uh, you're carrying light into a place where there's not that much light compared to how much you carry. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's important. I mean, there's value in that. So, Absolutely, uh, and it bothers me a lot that people discount the importance of that. If all the light workers clustered together in a commune out in the woods, how would light be spread to all the other places that need light? We all yeah. have to be out there in it. Out there yeah, in exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I so, was uh, short of money for a while and applied for a job at the census for the last census. Uh-huh. Uh, which I didn't end up getting, but anyway, a friend of mine said uh, was just overjoyed. I just said, just think of all the people that you'll meet and uh, the light that you'll carry to all these households. And so, I hadn't even thought of that aspect of, yeah. of, of doing it. But yeah, that's that's important work as well. Mhm. It is indeed extremely important work. Well. Thank you for talking to us. And again, if anybody wants to get a remote session, uh, it's Song of Sirius S I R I U S dot com. And Bruce is the name of the person you want to talk to, and his email address is on there. Thanks for being with us today, Bruce. Oh, um, many blessings, Lois. Thanks for having me on your show. Well, blessings to you as well. Okay. I'm seeing William Herbert's back on here. Let's see if he's got any more thoughts to share. Hello, William. Uh, hi. I'm so sorry. My phone cut out. I guess that was meant to happen. Yeah, cell phones <laughs> are funny like that. You know, they just go bleep. Yeah, this is my uh, house phone, but it's like a, a one of those portables. Boy. But, but I mean, uh, there, there's another shamanistic thing. I was supposed to get off, and that's it. You're off, and yep. I believe there's no accidents at all. Yeah, that's true. There are no I just accidents. came back to say I really enjoyed um, 
being here today and, and talking to you. Um, I was on a blog talk show about organic gardening, and I'm on for another four, four, five, another five nights. I, I, and I, there's not too much to talk about, or, but I can talk about this stuff for for days. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think is the most important thing that you've gained from getting back onto the spiritual path that you walked away from when you were probably too young to be on it in the first place? Right. Um, the be- the best thing I think is um, to find that heaven is here mm-hmm. if you're in the stillness and in the present moment. That's, oh, that's, that's and, beautiful. That's I love that. I love the way you just put that. So right. you. Also do work to help other people, right? But it's is it mainly through Facebook, or are there other things that yeah, you do? Um, yeah, I'm just on there. Um, what happened was um, I, what my job wasn't right for me, the, the railroad job, and the universe took me out of there, and I could have went back, but I didn't. And um, I work on an organic farm. I thought that was a noble thing. And uh, what am I doing now? I, I, I'm... I play a lot of music. I play synthesizers, and I'm I'm doing. I, I that's the thing. I don't know what I'm going to be when I'm grow up. I'm, that's my uh, my new. I think you're being uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the. Uh, yes, I'm enjoying the time off and and just learning and trying to develop um, uh, myself because I know there is going to be a need for some for some leaders and some people to to uh just uh you know think with their heart and not their mind and teach um how to be um like an angelic human i mean to be to to bring consciousness and spread it like a plague because of all this the the uh things that are unfolding right now mm-hmm. um i'm just waiting for the 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 time uh, that's going to happen, I, and the more prepared I am to help, the better off uh, it's going to be. If, it, um, you know, as your other the other guest was uh, saying, uh, th- this is a time of uh, a little upheaval, but it, it's nothing to be fearful about, like she said. Yeah, um, it's a beautiful time, and um, we chose to be here at this time. Oh boy, we stood in line, and you know what I like about what you're doing is you're modeling the new way of living that we're all going to be living after all these changes are implemented. Right. And I think the changes are happening very gradually. And right. I, I believe that that the uh, the way that we're going to be living 10, 15 years from now is what you're doing right now. Because right. music is healing. I mean, there's no question about that sound frequencies heal. Right. Not only that, organic gardening, how much more noble, or working on an organic farm, how much more noble a life can one live than doing that and making music and yeah. modeling that for the rest of the world and spreading the word out there in the community through Facebook, through social uh, networking, right. through yeah. group consciousness, which is what social networking is. Right. It's beautiful. I think that's beyond awesome. Right. I love what you're doing with your life. Um, and another thing is, um, I, uh, I feel a little bad about the 5,000 limit on Facebook because um, every day I get quite a few requests. So I, I see myself going into my friends list and, and seeing, oh, this person is not really um, on here too much. Let me remove him and put this girl on or vice versa. You know, it's like a little uh-huh. chess game. It's pretty funny. I'm just doing that today. But well, I mean, know, I felt so wonderful for you saying page. that. Did you open a second page? Like yeah, a, a I did. Fan yeah, I did. Page? Yeah, yeah, I did. Hey, I, yeah. William might have to have a fan page. <laughs> That's pretty stuff. funny. That's amusing. But from you it um, may be funny, telling but me, it, woo. right? From you, from you telling me um, how noble. Um, the, it made me feel great. It really did. Thank you so so much. I really, really feel nice. Uh, Love and warm energy from that comment. That's great. Wonderful. Well, it's the truth. It's the truth. And whether you're in corporate America shining the light like Bruce is, or you're working on an organic farm, we all have our pieces. Right. And, you know, working on an organic farm and making music, we all have our part to play. And there is no perfect part. 
and what you're doing is extremely noble. And I think you'll realize that in you know, starting five to ten years from now, people are going to go, well, well let's go see what William's doing because he's probably got it figured out. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I, I just think that's so funny because people used to think I was so nuts. It's so funny. You know, oh, people, yeah, people thought still that. still think I'm nuts. Right. It's beautiful, isn't it? I just we're a little ahead of the game, and uh, I mean, my my high school friends, you know, they don't even uh, pay attention to what I have to say. Uh, it's it's just amusing to me, you know. Yeah, I, I don't let them be my friends on Facebook. All no, they're not. I took them one. off myself. How funny is that? I've only I got it. one. Right. Even my best friend, or one of my very dearest right. friends, was right. 15 years old, and that was a long time ago. I'll tell you. Right. Yeah, I mean, same thing with me. My one best friend, (laughs) my my one best friend, who was his, I consider him a sleeper or lost. Yeah. And um, I unblocked him from my Facebook page, and he's on. He's almost. He's he's right with me. He sends me stuff. I can't believe the, the the progression, the the awakening that this person is beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Even if I came here to this planet just to wake one person up, it's worth it, right? Yeah, no kidding. But you're probably waking thousands of people up because of the energy you put into that Facebook page is impressive. No, thanks. Thanks so much. It really, really is um, profound, all of the things that you share on there. It's just really it's really intense stuff. Wow, great. Thank you so and much. I really appreciate that. WilliamHerbert.com. And you know you might want to start a blog. They're totally yeah. free. Yeah, my yeah. wife my wife told me to do that. Yeah, and my, then you'll have followers. And feed yeah, the like followers to... in from your Facebook page. Tell right. them about the blog. Right. Post links to there. And then you can explain what you're doing on the farm and put pictures on there. That would be right. so cool. That would be great. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say another thing about the, the awakening experience for me. If I didn't find my soulmate, who I'm married to now, I, I probably would be a little bit behind uh, on, a lot of, on a lot of ways. And it's... Yeah. Uh, that's it. She's a. I mean, I've been praying for her since I was 16. I look in the wow. mirror and say, God, where is she? And and she came at the right time. We met. Very we met. Incredible. Um, we met. Um, in a parking lot, and uh, she looked at me and she says, that's, "That's my next husband." She just was going through a divorce. She was just going through a divorce, <laughs> and she knew it was. <laughs> she didn't even get divorced yet, and I was still married. But it was beautiful. Knew. That's very yeah. cool. I love that. Very very cool, great story. So can I come back on sometime? Just let me know. I love I love yeah, coming back on. It's I'll, great. I'll let you know when I do a, a show that I feel like you fit in with. I will absolutely contact you. Thank you. Great. Very Thank much. you so much. Thank you. All righty. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. I want to remind everybody that I do past life readings from the Akashic Records, and if you want to get in touch with me for that or a life mission, life purpose reading from the Akashic Records to know why it is you incarnated to be on this planet, get in touch with me. My website is hotpinklotus.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, My email is lois at hotpinklotus.com. My co-host, Becky, has a website called masterinpractice.com, and she does EMF balancing, and uh, she also does some virtual assistant work, which is also quite interesting. So give Becky a a shout, uh, masterinpractice.com, and thank you for being here and listening, and do come back next week. We're going to be talking with Molly Luffy, who is uh, a self-love coach to help women particularly, but all people to love themselves so that they can succeed. She says this is the basis for success, self-love. I think she's right. Molly Luffy next week, 9 a.m. Friday.